Hello and welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am Mike Apatria. I'm your host running solo for this four game main card that we have here on Sunday, November 21st. And I'm excited. I'm pumped up. Uh, as most of you probably have heard it, if you haven't, if you uh, don't follow any of us on Twitter or use this for our platform itself with the articles and everything else, you might not have heard. But we are switching gears. We uh, we got a new name. We got a new theme. We're doing a little bit of all sports. That's the avenue that we're getting into. Uh, so we are now changing from hoop ball to sports ethos under the proud and insightful ownership of our main guy over there, Aaron Bruski, led by a great team that we have, including Dan Bespris, Mike Passador. Uh, I myself handle a lot of the DFS portion of the stuff over here, but good things are coming. Good things are happening, and I'm excited to be a part of this journey. So, guys, check it out. Sports Ethos is the new name, the new platform. Really pumped up about this. This is just showing how much we have just evolved over over the coming years, and it's been fantastic to be a part of this group and be a part of this team. Uh, really excited about it. Really pumped up. Good things on the way, but we have a four-game card to jump into. We're waiting on a lot of the injury news. A lot of things might be changing, but we're not short of value on a four-game card. But it's it's a strange four-game card because we don't necessarily have a ton of studs that we might pay up for. So we're going to have to kind of navigate our way through this slate, go about it. Listen, the build is up to you. I'm just here to help provide some plays and insight. Before we jump into anything, though, a quick shout-out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Guys, check out Manscaped.com. Head over there. Use the promo code HOOPBALL20. You get 20% off plus free shipping on your entire purchase. So head over there. Use that promo code. Get some gifts for yourself. Get some goodies for some friends and some family. Easy to give gifts. Come in unique packages. Make any, I wouldn't say unique packages. Nice packaging. Uh, easy to wrap packaging is the way I would say it. But everything from the lawnmower to the ear, nose, and hair trimmer. They have the perfect package, which I recommend. I use it on a daily basis. So, guys, head over to manscaped.com. Use that promo code HOOPBALL20. So, we're going to dive right into things here. We got the first game of the night. L.A. Lakers traveling to Detroit, taking on the Pistons. It is a 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. And we got some news. Obviously, LeBron James returned in that last one, but he's being considered questionable for this one. Dealing with that abdominal strain. We're going to have to keep an eye on that. Trevor Ariza is ruled out. Anthony Davis probable. Kendrick Nunn still out. For the Pistons, Killian Hayes is questionable. Kelly Olenek has been ruled out. Isaiah Stewart is probable after twisting his ankle in that last game. He practiced on Saturday, so he should be good to go for this one. Looking at this Lakers team, it's all going to be determined by LeBron James. I'm going to have a lot of interest in him if LeBron sits. I'll probably have very little interest if LeBron plays. Now, Looking at Westbrook coming in at 10-2, he becomes a smash play. If LeBron sits, we know the usage. We know everything else that comes with Westbrook. The potential triple-double. The matchup's perfectly fine. I got no issues there. It's you know The spread is what would worry me. Right now, it's at 7.5 as of this morning. And that kind of has me more towards LeBron sitting. I feel like it would be a little high. I know the Lakers haven't been the best team this season. I feel like it would be a little more towards that 9-10 to 10 range if LeBron was playing in this one. Uh, but it's 209 game total as well. So I'd have a ton of interest in Davis and Westbrook. They'd probably be two of the better options to spend up for on this slate if LeBron does sit. And then the other guy I want to look at would be Taylor Horton Tucker. 5,300, the price keeps going up. Uh, it was 48 on that last slate. And as long as he is going to be getting the usage that he's getting with LeBron off the floor, 
I have interest. But we saw that down game with LeBron in there. Kind of has me a little weary if I'm going to play. He did shoot 0 for 6. I get that. But if LeBron sits, we're probably looking at about 30, 35 minutes. We're probably looking at double-digit shot attempts in here with no issue. And I have a ton of interest in him. Dual eligibility, shooting guard and small forward. So three main guys I'd be looking at outside of those guys. Probably not going to be going to too much on this uh, on this slate. Four games. We could spread it out. There's, you know, a lot of these games have pretty similar spreads. So it's not like we need to get overly invested in this Laker team. I think, you know, two of the guys, you could even go with three if you want, but I, I think three might just be a little too much on this slate. On to the Detroit side of things. If if LeBron sits again, that's going to determine whether or not I have a ton of shares over here. But if I'm, if I'm playing some Lakers, I'm going to run a run it back. It's that simple. Cade Cunningham now up to 7,100. Listen. We talked about it early on. He's going to be worth uh, that price tag. Don't get me wrong. 7,100 feels about fair for a guy that's put up at least 41 DK points over the last three games. We've seen some 50-point upside in there. The Lakers have been pretty putrid against opposing point guards. Not going to tell you not to play him. Uh, but now if you're playing Westbrook, you're playing Cade, you, I mean, you're really taking up a lot of your guard spots on a day where we might want to use those. So wouldn't fault you if you want to go there. I'll be looking at a couple other options like Grant, 6,700. Had a good game in that last one outside of his shooting, but we saw three blocks, two steals. He put up 37.5 DK points. I don't mind looking at Grant. Uh, I think that if I'm playing someone, I'm going to want to get someone that I know is going to have high usage. It would only probably be Cade and Grant uh, if I'm spending that much money. 6,700 feels a little too cheap. I feel like he should be like 7 to 7-1. Seven, don't think I'll have any Sadiq Bay. The only other options I'll probably be looking at would be a guy like Isaiah Stewart. I know he injured his ankle, but we know that this Laker team's going to like play big. They're going to need him out there. The issue with foul trouble is always going to be there, especially if they start Davis at the five. That could be a problem. So maybe you, uh, you ease off of him ever so slightly if that's the case. But no matter what, he's going to be a viable option. And then if we see that our, our boy Killian Hayes can't give it a go, don't think I'll be chasing that Frank Jackson well. You know, dropped 27 points. He never really does much outside of scoring. You could go that route if you'd like. You could go the Hamanin Diallo route if you'd like. I, I probably won't. But I think Josh Jackson comes into play at 3,800 if he does sit. The minutes have been down over the last few. It's a good matchup for him, though, at 3,800. He only has power forward eligibility under DraftKings, which is a little weird, but considering he mostly plays shooting guard and small forward. Nonetheless, just not a ton of power forward options that we're overly interested in on this slate. So maybe it comes in handy on this one. So the guys I'll be looking at, Cade's in play, but I prefer Grant ever so slightly, Isaiah Stewart, and then I think some Josh Jackson if we see that Killian Hayes sits. Moving on to the next game, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. New York Knicks traveling to Chicago. They are taking on the Bullies. Looking at the Bulls right now. Vucevic still out dealing with the health and safety protocols. Javante Green is probable. No injury report for the Knicks. The other team that we're going to have to keep an eye on dealing with a few injuries over there, but they're on the second half of a back-to-back, so we just don't know. 210 game total. Chicago favored by five and a half points. We'll start off with the Knicks here. Yeah, so if you guys watched that game or heard, Mitchell Robinson took a pretty big blow to the nose. He was missed the rest of Saturday's game. It's a back-to-back, so I, I would be shocked if he plays. You know, he might eventually come back. I don't know if the nose is broken, uh, but he could get a mask fitted for him. Either way, I just doubt it happens overnight. So I'm assuming Mitchell Robinson will be out. And then in that case, Nerlens Noel coming into 3,700. I have a ton of interest for it. It is a back-to-back, so we have to keep an eye on that. He has been dealing with that knee injury. So if he plays, yeah, fire him up. 3,700, tons of interest there. 
Obi Toppin and Taj Gibson are both dealing with an injury themselves. So it just makes me feel like they're going to need Noel a little bit more. There's a decent chance that one, if not both of these guys sits. But basically, whoever is starting at that center position, I'm going to have some interest in. And if Obi is able to give it a go, wouldn't mind looking at him as a GPP dart throw at 3,400. Outside of those guys, it's going to be Alec Burks at 43. I think that's a good value for a guy that's been routinely playing at least 20-plus minutes over the past five games. And when he gets the minutes, he gets the he gets the DK points. Another guy with shooting guard and small forward eligibility. So the dual position eligibility surely helps. I think looking at these Knicks for value is the way to go. You could spend up on Randall. I mean, this could easily be a 40-plus Randall minute game if none of these guys are able to give it a go. The matchup is fine. I know that Chicago's been playing good defense, but knowing that they're a little thin in their front court and they're playing an undersized Javante Green at the power forward spot has me interested in Randall. I think he's a GPP spend up. I think we have some other options that might make a little bit more sense, but I don't mind getting some exposure to this Knicks team with those three guys. Uh, probably the only three guys I'm looking at. I normally like to look at Derrick Rose traveling back to Chicago, but then it wasn't very fruitful in the last one. I don't know if it will be in this one. It could be, but we've been seeing quickly get a lot of the fourth quarter minutes as well, having me a little uh, a little scared off of guys like him and Kemba. On the Chicago side of things, not a whole lot of interest for me right here. If I'm looking at anyone, it would probably be Derek Jones Jr., who's see, starting to see his role slowly increase at 3,400. I think he's in play. He scored 27.5 DK points and 7 to 10 shooting. I don't think that 70% shooting is sustainable. But if you're going to get the minutes, the role should be there. It's a night where we have a ton of value. So there might be a little bit more secure value out there, but I expect him to have lower ownership in the tournaments, like I said, with, with some more secure value out there. So he's probably the one guy that I have uh, I have interest in. If you wanted to play DeRozan or Levine, I wouldn't fault you. But I think that I'd rather spend up in some other spots. On to the third game. Denver Nuggets traveling to Phoenix, taking on the Suns. And what do you know, another game that we have to keep an eye on for some injury news. Nikola Jokic coming in questionable, missed that right game due to the right wrist uh, soreness. Coach Malone was a little cagey on exactly what's going on, how long he might be out, if he's out. So got to keep an eye on that. But Michael Porter Jr. and Zeke Naji are both ruled out as well. And as we know, Jamal Murray probably won't make his debut until the second half of the season. For the Suns, Frank Kaminsky is rolled out, as well as Abdul Nader and Dario Saric. This game's coming in at a 2-11 game total. Phoenix being favored by 8. So, with the spread being 8, has me thinking that no Jokic, but we've got to keep an eye on that. If Jokic sits, I think it's a fine spot to take a look at Jermichael Green. He didn't draw the start in the last one, but they were also going against a Bulls team that tends to play a little bit smaller. Knowing that they're going against Phoenix, he'll probably end up drawing the start, is my assumption. Because DeAndre Ayton's size, they're going to need someone in that front court for him. Either way, Jeff Green would be in play, too, at 3,700. I think both those guys are fine options to look at for some value. And then the only other guy I'm probably looking at would be Will Barton at 72, who just takes on a massive usage boost with Jokic off the floor. He's averaging 1.2 DK points per minute with Jokic and Porter Jr. off the floor. And it's still a comfortable 1.06 if Jokic happens to play. Now, listen, I kind of prefer Jokic to play. Hopefully this game stays a little closer if I'm getting some Barton shares. But that's just me. Either way, I think he's still a, a pretty solid play. And if Jokic does play, we could look at him, but I probably will ear on the side of caution at 11-4. There's another guy on the site that we could spend up on. We talked about Westbrook and LeBron sits. So I just, uh, he's a box full of upside. Don't get me wrong. The right wrist soreness has me slightly worried. I, I'm kind of leaning more towards the fact that he might just sit this one out. On the Phoenix side of the ball, I don't have a lot of interest in anybody here, especially knowing that this spread has got one of the larger spreads of the night. Jokic sits. It could easily turn into a blowout pretty quickly. 
DeAndre Ayton maybe at 7,500. We were getting a value on him when he was less than 7K. Now he's starting to get up there in price. I'll probably say no, but he's in play for me. And then I think Jay Crowder at 42 always makes a little bit of sense, knowing that he's got that comfortable floor and the 30-point ceiling. Final game of the night, Toronto Raptors traveling to Golden State. They are taking on the Warriors. This one's probably going to have a lot of ownership on the night. Nemanja Bielitsa is probable. Andre Iguodala ruled out. Otto Porter Jr. questionable. Gary Payton, the second is probable as well for the Raptors. OG is questionable, but I think he's probably more on the edge of doubtful. We we saw that Nick Nurse came out last time and said that he's probably going to have to miss some time. That hit pointer injury made it seem like it was going to be several weeks, but the fact that he's questionable is definitely a positive sign. So we got to keep an eye on that one. Like I said, though, I, I think he's going to sit in Utah. Uh, Watatanabe is questionable. So, 214 and a half game total, highest game total of the night. Seven and a half point spread. Could be interesting. Looking at this Raptors team, Fred Van Vliet coming in at 7,900 would probably be my favorite option. Looking on this Toronto team, just the usage tends to be there for him on a nightly basis. 7,900 feels like a nice, comfortable price tag for a guy that could give you 40, give you 50. At the very least, you're probably looking at 30 to 35. Siakam at 84, probably one of those matchups where he does play a little bit more of the center position. I had some fair shares of him against Sacramento. Don't mind looking at him here either, but we can't spend up everywhere. I think I prefer Van Vliet over him. Some other options that I think are on the board, Scotty Barnes at 65. Don't love that price tag, but coming off of a down game, we're only shot one of eight. Chipped in six assists and seven rebounds, though, which is like what I like to see. And if he happens to hit three or four more shots, usually, I mean, this has probably been the only game in the past five that he's only had single-digit shot attempts. If he knocks down four shots and puts up that state, or uh, five shots, puts up that same stat line, all of a sudden we're looking at a 35 to 40 DK point game. So I have a ton of interest in Scotty Barnes as well as Van Vliet. And then we could take some stabs at the center position if we need to. Uh, but Precious is back, so keep an eye on that one, even though – you know, we still saw good games out of Birch and Boucher in that last one. With all three centers healthy, it starts to get a little bit muddled. Um, I do think they play a little bigger, knowing that they're not going to have um, OG. We'll probably see Siaka play a little bit more of the four. But keep an eye on it. I think there was better value on the slate as opposed to that center position. On the Golden State side of the ball, Steph Curry very, very much should play. There's just not a lot of guys to spend up on. 11-2. The dude's been a walking bucket all season long, one of the front runners for the MVP at this point. So I'm not going to sit here and say don't play Steph Curry. In fact, I'll, I'll applaud it. I, I do like him in this matchup. I do like Steph Curry a lot. At 11-2, I'll have some interest in him. Not paying up for Poole or Wiggins with that price bump, knowing that they this entire Warriors team rested in that last game, makes it pretty easy to avoid them. Draymond Green at 6-6 is a very viable option. We just haven't been seeing those ceiling games, but we've been getting a comfortable floor. I'm probably just going to spend up on Steph in this spot. And if we're looking for some value, I think you could look at Juan Toscano Anderson and Damian Lee. With no Andre Iguodala, Otto Porter being questionable, both these guys will get significant more run uh, off the bench. So if I had to pick one of them, it would probably be would probably be Lee, just because he's more of that small forward type position build. Uh, I don't think we'll see too much Juan Toscano. I mean, it could even be Kaminga, for all we know. But Damian Lee has been a foundational part of this rotation mm-hmm. all throughout the season. While these other guys have basically just been getting run in blowouts and uh, guys resting type situations. And that brings us home. That is the entire slate, all four games right there. Tried to breeze through it as fast as possible because this might get released a little later. So it's only been about 15-minute pod. But it was a good one. It was a good one. 
Uh, now to get to the player tiers, like I said, I always try to give uh, two at each player tier, knowing that I'm on my on the show by myself. Uh, at the expensive tier, it's going to be Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook. We're obviously for Westbrook, we're going to want to see LeBron sit, but I think both those guys are very well worth spending up on if the news breaks the right way. For the mid tier, we definitely have a few options that we could go with here. With all this value, we're going to have some money to spend, so don't be shy. Um, that doesn't mean just spend it so you can spend it, but I think Will Barton at 7,200. Regardless if Jokic playing or not is in play at 72. We might want to get somebody on that Phoenix side, although I don't like it. We're hoping that this game stays close enough where he plays 30-plus minutes. But at 7,200, with the usage he's been getting, the DK points he's been averaging, I have some interest there. The other option would probably be Jeremy Grant at 67, just because if LeBron sits, I'm playing Westbrook and some of those other guys. I wouldn't want to run back with somebody on the other side of the ball. Uh, I was tempted to say Van Vliet. I like Van Vliet a lot as well. Um, so you know what? Actually, we're going to take out... We're going to take out the the whole Barton situation and just plug Van Vliet in there because we don't need any news for Van Vliet. We're not worried about that game as much. I mean, listen, Golden State could blow anybody out, but uh, I have a little bit more confidence in that game staying close as opposed to the Phoenix-Denver game if there's no Jokic. And then for the value, whole lot of value options that we could look at here, but Norman's Noel coming in at a modest little price tag. Uh, I, I have some interest in him at 3700 I just don't think that... We're going to see very much opportunity uh, for the center position over there. A lot of guys questionable. I have a feeling a couple of them end up sitting. So I think New Orleans Noel makes a whole lot of sense. And then if we want to look at somebody else for a value, we, I mean, we touched on so many guys already. But I'm trying to find the secure value that we could probably play, uh, or at least I have a better, better feeling that these guys might end up sitting. So... I think we can lean a little bit more towards, I don't want to say two Knicks, otherwise I would probably throw an Alec Burks in there as a great option, but uh, let's see. Who do, who do I see myself having the most shares of? I'll probably end up having a decent amount of Jamichael Green, just because I think uh, if Jokic sits, I'll have to play going against that larger front court. But again, it's one of those situations where we don't know. We don't know the news on Killian Hayes just yet, so we have to kind of wait and see. Otherwise, I think Josh Jackson comes into play and becomes you know, rock-solid value play, whether he starts or comes off the bench. So I'll put two out there as a caveat with injuries for both those guys. Um, or Derek Jones Jr., there we go. We already know that Vucevic is out, so we can go with him. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. As always, follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R. I a, greatly appreciate it, guys. I'll be happy to answer any questions you lobby at me on Twitter. Otherwise, jump in our Discord. Come in the Sports Ethos, uh, Sports Ethos Discord, where we're helping and answering questions up for an hour before locks. Always in there. You'll see me in there pretty much every night during the week. Maybe I'll take a night off, but just about six to seven days a week, I'm in there answering as many questions, trying to help as many people as I can, dropping some of my most owned plays and my favorite plays on the slate. So I greatly appreciate it. And then, obviously, give us a thumbs up. Five-star rate and review. You always hear me say it, but I greatly appreciate anybody that goes and takes the five minutes out of their day to drop a like, uh, drop a five-star review. It means a whole lot to us, guys. It allows us to kind of see what we can improve on. But it also gives us a little pat on the back, and I'd like to read those. So uh, for my shameless personal needs, it makes sense. I appreciate it. But thank you guys for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be on uh, recording with Harris Kermani. Obviously, good show on the deck anytime Harris jumps in with me. So... Take care. Have a wonderful Sunday.